Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to episode 82 of Hollywood and Levine. Ken Levine, your podcast host. Today, part two of my interview with casting director Sheila Guthrie. And if you missed part one, after you listen to this podcast, go back, because there's a lot of great stuff in that one. This week, Sheila talks about the casting of Frasier, and as you will see, the series owes her a tremendous debt. Also, some useful tips for actors, what mistakes to avoid during auditions, and along the way, some unbelievable personal anecdotes, some crazy things that have happened uh, to us along the way. So that's part two. Coming up right now, Sheila Guthrie on Hollywood and Levine. If you're a fan of Frasier, you, I'm sure, know the story, the lore about the hiring Aww. of David Hyde Pierce. And there was this casting director who saw this tape and went to the creators and said, hey, what about this guy as a, a brother character? And they said, wow, this guy's great. And he became David Hyde Pierce. Sheila Guthrie is that casting agent. Aww. That was a rush. Oh, I'm sure. And the long story, extremely short, is that I went to see a Terrence McNally play in Hollywood at the James Doolittle, formerly James Doolittle, Doolittle now Ricardo Montalban Theater. And Ricardo uh, Montalban has his own theater? He okay. has his own theater. All right, wow. On, on wow. Vine and Hollywood, wow. Mr. Levine right, and Hollywood. Right down from the <laughs> yes. Cesar Romero Theater. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I guess. Isn't it the Ricardo Montalban? Yeah, it is. Uh, write letters if it's not. It's Fernando Lamas Theater. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a theater. And, uh, and David was in it playing a temperamental director. And literally, uh, I was there and said, oh, my, he's a crane. He, because I had, uh, I had been a puppy in my casting days and was there in the season that Kelsey Grammer came on to Cheers. And so uh, I just thought he reminds me of very, very early Kelsey. Um, but 
definitely in the Crane family tree. So uh, then he was on a show called The Powers That Be about mm-hmm. the government. Right. Where he was... Norman Lear's show. Just uh, so dear and so nuanced and so funny. And so... Uh, yeah, I went to, you know, Angel Casey Lee and who were doing Wings at the time. They were uh, my group while I was working with Jeff Greenberg and uh, his company. And uh, and I just said, look, I don't know what you're thinking, but this is something that just seems uh, like I was witness to something that just seems obvious. I didn't think of it like an idea. I just thought, well, that's that's pretty clear <laughs> and uh and showed them a little film festival and um and talked about uh seeing him in the show and um and so that's how that happened um pretty cool it was really cool because Has he bought you a house or anything <laughs> <laughs> no but he 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 i think i got I got fruit for a year. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) And I also got the pleasure of working with his partner, Brian, um, husband, I think at this point, Brian, who created uh, a series called Titus that I just loved working with. So um, that was a hoot. But that... uh, it was it was um, one of those things where it's an itch you have to scratch. But the thing that hadn't occurred to me is that working on Wings, they were writing a show about two brothers. They had a show about two brothers. So uh-huh. in terms of another brother, you know, uh, element to the show, and also a family element to the show that was, as I understand it, also uh, being developed as a workplace right. uh, comedy. If you right. would know, probably... Um, better than I, but um, it did work out nicely. And I've said this to David actually. I said, you know, what I so, um, you know, if I give myself props, it's because I have such, I revere that creative team that for me to decide to take up their time to actually <laughs> pitch something, <laughs> I thought, better oh, be good. I better be good. Better be good. Better be brave. Yeah. Just, just, you know, because they were listening intently and I just thought, don't back down. This is okay. You, you, you got something here that you just want to make them aware of. And I felt like it, I wanted to, have it be worth their while and uh because i do revere them as creators um and uh and so that was i thought that i actually picked up my stuff in the pouring rain my again three-quarter cassette (laughs) and my my film and i was uh it was me doing a lot of talking i remember and uh and so that was very very um it was like a a, a blessing saying, you know. Well, you mentioned you I went do. to the theater that night. There must be 17 buses every day that arrive in Hollywood yeah. with actor hopefuls. Yeah. How do you stay up on everything? How do you get introduced to actors? Do you go to showcases? Do you go to theaters five times a night? How many VCRs do you have in your home? Right, right. Um, they, well, first of all, I'm a. a self-proclaimed theater rat. So, I mean, theater is my, I live and breathe, which is why I loved multicam. It was a hybrid to me right. and which I understood. I 
loved opening night once a week. Mm -hmm. I loved the um, the tenuous, you know, that tenuous feeling of that joke coming in with just the right amount of uh, beat before, beat after, beat in between. I loved the craft of it. Um, but uh, I see a lot of theater in town, and it is a really strong way to see people that you uh, wouldn't or ordinarily wouldn't be represented, have mm -hmm. access to the process. So that's my favorite way of seeing the work. Rather than sitting down to chat with someone, I just love to see the work. Um, I see people that solicit demos, bring in demos. If you have a part and you see 200 people for it, you get to know then that group of 200 that weren't right for this, but right for something else. Mm -hmm. So there is just a combination of, and yes, um, you do go to showcases. There's a whole college thing now out here, you know, that brings, it used to be the leagues in New York. Now, so many colleges bring their graduating classes out here and there's a whole schedule of performances wow, that you attend to. Yeah. yeah. So you get to see who's graduating from a university in Missouri that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, get on a plane and, and, and have the ability to go see. So there's that upcoming from the educational theater, you know, groove. And, uh, and you, some of it's random. You watch a lot of TV? I mean, I, I know, do watch a lot of TV. I know a casting director who has like seven VCRs. Yeah. And is trying to watch Grab a little everything. of something. I mean, even commercials. You oh, know, commercials? You, you see somebody in a commercial and you go, wow. That, yeah. in fact, that's that I remember when there was a turn. It used to be very compartmentalized. You know, certain actors don't do commercials, certain actors don't. Uh, do episodic. Episodic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, offer only. And, uh, and, and, and now anyone can come from anywhere from web webisodes from their own youtube channel from commercials from the the work is across you know across uh, a wide range of forms where you can find a whole lot of interesting everywhere you look at any point during the day so yeah you do try and grab um episodes but you know, there's a saturation point, and you you need to be a human computer. But you organize your own your own little notes mm -hmm. about. I mean, I have pieces of napkins taped onto pages in notebooks <laughs> for <laughs> Big Wave Days, a <laughs> show we did together. I I have five pages of things that came to my mind while watching something, or I bumped into somebody in a cafe that I wrote a name and a role and something, and I taped the napkin to a page. It's very tactic you know, tac tactile right. uh, kind of sense memory. But any way in which you have your little hints and little books of people to remember, you go back. Um, there are five different elements of organization that I have that all come in different forms. So, you know. What are some mistakes that actors make in auditions? Um, there's some pretty basic things. Um, one is trust this that if you make a mistake in your mind, you come in, you get hung up because you go up and you want to go back. Um, hopefully it's not, I'm sorry, wait, I'm sorry, and don't apologize. Mm -hmm. 
if you go up, um, find your place in your sides, uh, and we'll wait and keep moving. How you handle those hiccups are more defining than having them to begin with. And like I said, if you're right for this role, that's no one's gonna, no one's gonna. It's not about right. spelling, you know. It's really about the way you move forward with your work. Um, I would say that's one. Um, someone coming in and asking, sometimes you politely say, do you have any questions? And someone will say, what are you looking for? And <laughs> it's a question no one likes to answer. Right, you right. You know, <laughs> because it's... <laughs> the right person. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a... All you think of are, are ways to be snide, you know, <laughs> or, or or snappy and not 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 respectful. So it's not a it's not a healthy question. Um, I would say reads that, and this you can tell me reads where people came in um, very. You didn't even if you knew there were nerves. You knew they were managing their nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wants to worry for anybody who's reading, right? And so you know that they're 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 managing something. Um, it's a it's a sure-footed, with a little bit of listening, active listening, and maybe something a little something that happens unexpected in the room. And there's a thank you when they leave. That that process is uncommon, where it's just simply an artist coming in offering something that they saying here here's what i have to offer and leaving with a a degree of sure-footedness um and yet still being open and still being pleasant open conversation right sometimes you want to make that um as someone walks in um and still being present in the work and leaving that's unusual some of my pet peeves yeah don't try to memorize the script Okay, just, you know, you you don't have to be off book because oftentimes when they do that, they go... That's when they go w- up. ...way up, yeah. and it's like, look, I just want you to read this. Not to paraphrase this, I just want this. Yeah. Um, the other thing is don't come in wearing outlandish costumes for the part. Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe other producers like that. I don't. Yeah. And don't come in bitching about how hard it was to park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought of another one, too. I just got this. Like, coming in, I don't know if it if material's been made available to you for two days. I don't, I, I, I don't, I think it's a, something said to say, so if I get the role, it would go something like this, but even better. Right. If it works right. out. Uh, so, yeah. Or if I'm bad, it's not my fault. Right. Because I didn't have a chance to prepare. Very little time. Yeah. Um, I, I, you, you just, it's not good information. It isn't helpful information. Um, I would say, though, if that person that walks in with a costume or walks in with it memorized, but they're great... You might not like the fact that they tick two boxes on your list, yes. but they had a lot to prove. Yes. They had more to prove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about is, uh, is maybe the worst casting session 
we ever had. Or the best. Or the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to mention the actor's name. And I did talk about this like a year and a half ago mm. on, on my podcast. Uh, but, you know, Sheila was there. And, um, again, I'm not going to say the actor's name, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Talk about this without laughing. Uh, this is on Big Wave Dave's, and the character was, like, supposed to be an expatriate kind of guy. And, and, a, so, and a beachcomber. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and a beachcomber. And that, we sort of envisioned kind of a Jack Nicholson type of character. Mm-hmm. And... To set the stage, our office, we were at Paramount, and we were up against Gower, which is the street that bordered it on the west side, and we had a window looking out over the street. And (laughs) usually when an actor, you know, comes in, um, Sheila will walk into the foyer and bring in the actor and go, um, okay, here is uh, Jim Parsons. Nice to meet you, Jim. Um, And then Sheila would actually be reading the other characters in the scene. So she goes out and she comes back and says, he wants to make an entrance, okay? Mm -hmm. So this right away... (laughs) <laughs> this, Throw this it on right the pet peeve list <laughs> Right So in the audition And I'm glad Sheila's here Because if I tell this story No one is going to believe it mm-hmm. Okay, So the character is supposed to Come into a surf shop He has just pulled One of the lead characters Out of the uh, ocean After wiping out So the door flies open <laughs> And this big slothy guy wearing just a t-shirt and shorts and carrying a giant garbage bag (laughs) over his shoulder walks in Mm -hmm. oh and he's soaking wet (laughs) (laughs) there was that he was soaking wet so he dumps the bag and he starts reading and he peels his shirt off for reasons we don't know. And David and I are looking at each other like, what is happening What's here? Happening? And then, for absolutely mystifying reasons, he removes his shorts. Yeah. So now he just has his tidy whities but since they're soaked to the skin... And probably a little worse for wear. They're completely (laughs) transparent. So Uncle Willie has now joined me. uh, And and you are trying to read. I keep going. You know. He keeps going. He keeps going. And David and I, it's like, you know, sometimes an actor will be so bad that... You know, you want to laugh, but you're just afraid of embarrassing them, mm-hmm. okay? David and I were gone. David and I were gone, and so now this guy is thinking, I'm killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just killing it. <laughs> and then there's a moment in the script where there's 
lightning mm-hmm. and thunder and he goes that's god kamehameha the god of thunder he doesn't <laughs> like howlies too and so he goes to the window and we had blinds and imagine this like naked 300 pound guy soaking wet so he starts rattling the blinds and king kamehameha and there's this young couple in their 20s that are walking down Gower. That you saw? You know, that that we saw. (laughs) And the husband had a camera around his neck. They were tourists from someplace coming to visit. You know, well, the woman just goes batshit crazy screaming. (laughs) Dave and I are now on the floor. I don't think the, you were breathing. You were, the, the, <laughs> you were so and, and Sheila's reading. Sheila continues <laughs> to I read with going. this guy. So we we finally finish the audition. And, I mean, tears <laughs> are coming out of our eyes. We go, well, okay, that's a that's a unique, uh, unique thing. And he goes, all right. And he starts gathering up his stuff. <laughs> and, and we said... Um, well, no, you can put on put on your clothes. You you know, no, I've taken up too much of your time already and everything. So he goes out into the lobby and the other part we were casting was for um a woman in her mid thirties. So we had a number of Catherine Hicks, Jane Kasmeric type actresses <laughs> in the uh in the waiting area. Aww. So he walks out, closes the door, and now we hear seven women scream. Ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. So then he goes out into the into the hallway and and Cheers was on the other end of the building. Yeah. And so they're hearing all the screams and yeah. stuff. So Jim Burroughs peeks his head out and he sees this 300-pound naked man <laughs> getting dressed. And and Jimmy came into our office later that day. I don't know if you know this part of the story. He came into our office and he goes, what are you making these people do? <laughs> I know. You told me later <laughs> that he just, it was just nothing he'd seen in the hallway before. Um, that it could be you had to be there, but the way you talk about it, I don't think you had to be there. You could pretty much picture. Is that the worst? Have you had any other casting sessions that, that would rival that one for craziness? On that same show. (laughs) (laughs) For that same part. Yeah, that's true. There were a few others. Yeah. Um, with language we can't. We can't. Yeah, we actually can, but there's no point. There's no point. It was, it was that that role that somehow these but these actors were into it into it yeah. they loved this part um so we eventually hired kurtwood smith yes was great yeah. yes yeah. he was he didn't he didn't make us uh wonder <laughs> if he was gonna just you know break through in something completely crazy yeah we had an actor and it was Early in the morning, I think it was like a ten o'clock casting yeah, session. Yeah, and he came in, and you could smell his breath. Yeah. down the hallway. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he and was he, a, he was a guy you've seen him. Yeah, yeah, you've seen him, and um, and he's reading and he's reading, and then he like stops right in the middle. Yeah, and he blurts out this obscenity, <laughs> and then he launches into a. Colonel Kurtz, Apocalypse Now, 
completely monologue. Yeah. That we were like, yeah. um, I don't, I don't see this on page three. <laughs> what, what is this? It was, yeah. but you guys, I, if I remember correctly, it also got you laughing. Um, you were a little uneasy because, yes, he. I thought he was going to kill us. He, <laughs> and that wasn't funny. But I kept going. Still, yeah, I yeah. kept going. I how you did that, I do not know. Well, I didn't know how to stop. Uh, I didn't know whether it was better just to let them do their thing, thank you, and go because of the uh, because it was of the absurdity. If someone gets stopped, how do you, you know, and feeling not good about their read or rejected or interrupted? I just didn't feel. I'm, I mean, you guys were did, there. Did you, you were, did you uh, call the agent? Afterwards, um, did did you let the agent? Because if this is what this guy is going to do, he's going to lose out on a lot of parts. Yeah, I I honestly I don't recall, which probably means I did not. Uh-huh. Um, I just thought I will make that someone else's issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> let someone else call them uh-huh. if it happens again, or if uh-huh. it's something that. See, if because- I were you. I would have brought him in on every <laughs> other project just to see what he did. Yeah, you know <laughs> it'd be, what? It'd be worth 10 minutes of my time. What I should have done, <laughs> what you all should have done, is written another role, a guest role in the series <laughs> for a guy coming up from the beach rescuing somebody, seeing what, what comes up. Um, uh-huh. Because we saw a lot. There were quite a few very high-profile actors who came in for that because right. they really loved the part. And so we had some really interesting variations from very oddball places. You we know. had a British actor who I won't mention his name either, but he was a very well-known, yeah. respected uh, actor. And he came in and we said... We love your work, but you're so against type, we just love to hear you read it. And he went, mm, hemmed and hawed, and, and he said, no, I, I, I'm not going to read it. And we said, well, okay, well, appreciate you coming in. Yeah. Um, we're huge fans of your work, but we just, we have to, to hear it. And then a few days later, he called you back and yeah. said, okay, I'll read. So we bring him back. And then he comes in, and after five minutes of charming chit-chat, he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to read. I like, finally, it's like, read or get out. Right. You know, he, it was, <laughs> which he never did. He was so conflicted. Yeah. I do remember this. And he he was conflicted because uh, should he – because I completely appreciated the fact that none of us knew what was going – what you were going to be hiring if right. you hired him simply based on his work and his renown. Um, it still was, it was, it still was unclear whether he was this character. Right. So, uh, and he was brought in special and it was all mm-hmm. very respectful. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I remember. It. Yeah. I mean, and we were excited. Yeah. Because we thought, you know, if he does a, a good job, yeah. this is going to be so interesting yes. and different yes. than than what you would expect yes. that 
that this was going to be just a, a, a lightning in a bottle. And so particularly, we right, for that form, that's not everyone's gift. Uh, a a multicam, you know, live audience form, there are actors who are, it is, they won't come in, it scares them. And that's okay if you know it scares you, and you and you you save yourself and us the time. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but there are actors who it is intimidating. The audience, the pressure, that kind of pressure, um, and then there are those that it gives them such a high. Yeah, they to, feed off the audience. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so more and more, um, there are there are just some. Some talent that you so he was not he he did not know the form in terms of his right. work and so we didn't either but um, yeah so there was that there was a multitude of oddness <laughs> that, <laughs> but you know what I have to say because you and David understood it's a process you were a joy because you were very. You knew you had to kiss some frogs. You knew you had to kiss a lot of frogs to find out whether or not there was a prince in the group. And and our feeling is casting is so crucial, put in the time. Yeah. Put in the time. Yes. Yeah. Don't just see somebody and go, oh, okay, he looks fine. Good. Done. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It is you save yourself Hundreds of hours in the room at night rewriting yeah. when you spend an extra six hours yeah. seeing people yeah. and getting the right person. Absolutely. And there would be a right person. There would be some very, very good reads, but they were not your muse, you know? Right. They were not right. going to be. And and you would know it walking in the door and that was a real, and sometimes it was singularly. It was the one actor who was, like you said, there it is. And and so it would be maybe one, maybe two actors that were possible. But you, you need just the one. Mm-hmm. So there shouldn't be perhaps 10 excellent choices. There shouldn't be. There sh- right. should be one that is singularly you know, what, what is the missing puzzle piece? So I always, um, appreciated that you were so, so willing to laugh in moments that, uh, were funny for different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) And some people, you know, what I liked is that you, you wanted a little unexpected. You wanted someone to surprise you. You wanted someone to, to invent you. You didn't want to have to spoon feed someone who, was maybe really good, but was not going to invent things for you to reciprocate and be inspired by. And so that was, you know, that was, that was always an understanding. We went by the Nat Hyken rule. Now, Nat Hyken was the creator of the Bilko show and oh, also Car 54. Wow. And those shows were always wonderfully cast with, great oddball faces and characters. And he used to say that if an actor came in and he automatically wanted to write 20 minutes of dialogue for this guy, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's, yeah. that is it. You're ac- absolutely right. If you, yeah. if you, if you really like watching someone and you're ready to sit down with them and watch them 
again and again and again and again back to what we were talking about. But that's that is the perfect measure, and that's what I think. As as your casting director, it was that is exactly who we wanted to find. And y'all were picky, and that's really good. <laughs> you all were highly discerning, and for good reason, and because of your experience, and because of your. Did you ever knowledge. want to kill us? Last question: Did you ever want to? Did you ever want us? to kill you? Um, did I? I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to rephrase the question: Did I ever hope for you to love someone I I liked more than you did? Yes. But you were always right. You were always right. We 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 would we would do more. Now I feel bad. I don't have parting gifts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I you were you were right. Um, ultimately, I uh, I think in terms of um, the the chemistry. I saw where yes, maybe I really really liked an actor that. Um, stood apart from the chemistry though and you really had uh, you were intuitive about who would work well together and that they would all come up with each other and because that chemistry always worked when we finally landed they were fun together the unit was really fun together so um and i couldn't say looking back that i wouldn't have the sore thumb Wonderful actor, not a, not not right for this dynamic. Right. So. Well, Sheila, thank you. This has just been wonderful. I love catching up. Oh my gosh, I have loved catching up. And you know what? The one thing I wanted to mention. Okay. The since now, uh, there's a camera in every room. So so we now capture. I mean, what I wouldn't give for a video oh, of the, yeah. that audition. Right. Of of. Of <laughs> that guy. Of uh, that guy. <laughs> what I wouldn't get. That would have gone viral on no, YouTube. I oh, man. think it would. Um, but because now there's a camera, um, you know, we're, we, we don't allow things to get out. We hold on to that and protect it and all that kind of stuff. But just for our viewing pleasure, uh-huh. <laughs> I'll bet you it's just as funny, funnier than we remember. Because <laughs> it was... It was truly, uh, uh, it was that, that I remember like it happened yesterday. And of course, what I never got a chance to see was if there was a camera pointing towards us yes. and our reaction. Ah! <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> you, we would have gone to the floor with you not being able to breathe. Honestly, yeah. you, I honestly. We did. We were on the floor. We were on the floor, and my vision was blurry because of the tears in my totally. eyes. Totally. And I do remember you guys not looking at each other because you'd get worse. Right. So you were trying not to look at each other I, at one point. You gave up at, at another point. But I do remember, like, you couldn't. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You were trying to get your own personal grip. Right. And it was. It was. It was. And that is one of my funnest memories. So, you know. You know, it's like I I so couldn't keep it together. No, that lost what it. what what I wanted to do was <laughs> when he left uh, and you came back into the room. I wanted to say to you, we love him. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> Make a deal oh. and, and have you try to talk us out. And of it. just yeah, I don't know if I'd do anything different today. Quite honestly, too, I would probably keep going. 
Yeah. I would probably figure... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know whether you would have wanted me to stop it. <laughs> no, no. We Make loved it, it stop. We loved it just the way it is. And, and God bless you for hanging in and doing it. I, I, I think I would still do that today because you just don't stop. You, you... I didn't know whether you were wishing I would make it go away or <laughs> if I was hoping, if I figured that was your call, but you were, you were so, you, we, you had so lost it that I, I didn't know if you had the, the wherewithal. So it was just so wonderfully, it was such wonderful chaos that that's, I think, what made it. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. No one knew what to do. No one had it. It didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Sheila, thank you. Thank you so much. Wasn't she terrific? Wow. Thanks to Sheila Guthrie for being my guest this week and last week. Again, if you missed part one, go back and listen to it now. Our thanks, as always, to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler and to Howard Hoffman. I am available via email hollywoodlevine at outlook.com is my address hollywoodlevine at outlook.com you can follow me on twitter i can't believe you're not following me on twitter already at ken levine and i'm on instagram hollywood and levine and from time to time i post pictures of my granddaughter becca so you got to sign up for that anyway again thanks to sheila guthrie and thanks to you for listening we will be back next week Talk to you then. Bye-bye.